0: Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations.
1: Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to our
1: 100th episode! <laughs>
0: <laughs> One hundred episodes of the Pemberley podcast. Woo! We have the same amount of episodes as the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, yeah. like straight through, and it will continue to go on for some time. A hundred
1: episodes—that's a lot, lot of it. episodes that we've done. That's a lot of episodes and for that's a podcast. It's been over two years. It has. We've it done has. that. It's been quite the journey. It really has been. We've gone through all of Lizzie Bennet Diaries. We've interviewed a lot of great people from that mm-hmm. show. We're starting to go into Emma. We're starting to do interviews with that as well. And, and in the midst of starting that, we got the announcement that new Emma Approved had started too. And so it's just... There's a lot. There's still a lot to go over. I know.
0: And that's so that's actually how we're ringing in our 100th episode is by talking about the new Emma Approved. Yes, Emma Approved Revival. But before we talk about that, we've got some housekeeping things to take care of. Yeah. So we actually got
1: a new iTunes review. Woohoo, it was very nice. Yeah. Thank Yeah. Thank you so much for leaving us a review, which, by the way, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, you can leave us a review on iTunes. If you don't enjoy it. Keep it to yourself. (laughs) Exactly. There's actually a high school theater in my community that I'll support. And whenever we go to their shows at the end, the director always ends by saying, like, thanks everyone for coming. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend and pass along the word. And if you didn't enjoy it, please kindly keep your mouth shut. (laughs) It's always a funny thing. We
0: don't want to censor you, but we very much want to succeed.
1: (laughs) And we also got a new email from Liz, Woo-hoo. who had been re-listening to episode 94 and had her own theories of why Elton decided to go with Emma Approved for his matchmaking services, which
0: I thought was a really great theory. It was a great theory, and I hadn't thought of it. It was brand new to us, because you and I were talking about, we were like, what he really see a tweet and be like, right. what do you- I, I want to do it because Ryan did it. Yeah. And uh, Liz's theory is he saw the tweet, and he's like, Looking at his phone before a meeting or something, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna give it a shot. Whatever. And he like Googles the uh, Emma approved website and he sees Emma's picture and he's like,
1: Oh, Target acquired. He's like, Emma Woodhouse. I want to go for her. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, it's a really great theory. I like, hadn't thought of that. I'm like, that makes sense. He's someone who would do his research. He wouldn't just show up to a meeting and be like, oh, oh, you're Emma Woodhouse? Oh, oh. The, oh my gosh. It's so nice to see your face for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> great theory.
0: And I will say she's, I mean, the way things are going with Emma, she is kind of getting outmatched by him
1: because she's yeah. not picking up on any of his obvious signals. She's like, yogurt means love. I'm on track. <laughs> (laughs) for Harriet and Elton to be the power couple I want them to be. That ship is sailing. In in her her mind. mind. In her her mind. They're like, they're good together. Speaking of things that are good...
0: I'm looking for a delicate okay. transition and it doesn't exist. You have something you'd like to tell our, our studio audience, kind of.
1: So over the next month, we're stacking up our episodes. So because I'm actually going on vacation for a lot of November, mm-hmm. which is great. But we don't want to leave you without new episodes. It would be cruel. Yes. So we're doing the special 100th episode. We're going to also do another episode covering old Emma. I don't know what we're... Old, yeah, original we need, Emma. We're
0: still working through it. Like, yeah. I prefer to think of this as like Emma 2.0. Right. Like a different season. Just but as, first was, Emma. <laughs> yeah. What's sort of going to be noticeably different is costume theater. Because normally yeah. we will be covering Jane Austen like breaking news if ever it occurs. We played Marrying Mr. Darcy. Yeah. And we, I
1: think you guys are going to love it. This card game, Marrying Mr. Darcy, has also been played by the Lizzie Bennet Diaries cast. You can watch that on Mary Kate Wiles' uh, YouTube channel. And it's a really fun game. We had a lot of fun with it. We played Passionately.
0: Like, (laughs) there were some very high highs and some very low lows. It's a lot of fun. I'm not going to say who had the lows, but it was, like, I didn't expect to get us caught up in
1: the card game as I did. Yeah.
0: So, definitely tune in for that. It's just the two of us just, you know, running our mouths about everything. It was a lot
1: of fun, though, so hope you enjoy those episodes coming up. And the last thing is that, as of posting this episode, the final episode of your web series, Jillian, Yes! A Girl's Guide to Ghosting, will be out. Yes! That's something we've shamelessly plugged a couple of times,
0: and I will We'll continue to plug it here. It's A Girl's Guide to Ghosting. It's great. I think if you like the, you know, these literary web series, you'll also enjoy this. It's not based on anything Mm -hmm. except our crazy imaginations. (laughs) Please watch. And again, like if you do love it, watch it, share it, uh, subscribe. And if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect for Halloween season because there's a ghost.
1: Yeah. Spooky themed. Alright, so with that, let's go ahead and jump into the Emma Approved Revival Episode 1, I Am Back, written by Bernie Sue.
0: I will say, because I mean, essentially, in Emma 1.0, they wrapped up Emma the book.
1: Yeah, so it was the end of
0: the book. what's special about this new Emma 2.0 is they are, it, they're off the cuff, you know? It's yeah. like they're not basing it on any existing novel or anything like that. And in fact the Patreon members get a say in who Emma's next client is. So it's true. It, it sort of actually takes the transmedia experience to another level because rather than just have watchers be able to like see tweets and see like people interact between episodes, they get to participate in the choosing of Emma's next client.
1: The id narrative story is that Emma Approved is now public and shareholders can buy into the company. And so that's through Patreon and there's different tiers. And so depending on what tier you buy into on Patreon, you can help choose where the narrative goes, which is really cool. And with this series in general, I mean, the format is completely different. It is. We've always been used to that just one vlog vlog camera just in front of that. And even Emma... Like, Lizzie always had one camera, but Emma did
0: have two cameras. She had like two cameras, One two in front angles. of her, one to the side, and, like, but that turning was kind of the only thing that
1: changed. Yeah, and she also had cameras set up in the other offices. So, wow. like, you had at least Knightley's desk, and then when Jane Fairfax was there, you had Jane's desk. So you did have at least insight into different offices, even though it was still, like, that still camera there. But with this one, it, they hired a documentary crew to, like, fully produce... This... For them, so Emma is not the kind of one leading the charge on this anymore. It's sort of this documentary crew that's just capturing everything that happens around the office. It's more of that Parks and Rec, The Office type of vibe. I mean, I'm
0: really interested to see because like the fact that there is a documentary crew means that there's like other people that we're not seeing. Yeah, be
1: very interested. <laughs> what well,
0: what they're looking at? How many people are there?
1: Yeah, and I wonder if it's like a two to three documentary crew documenting this four-person company. You know? Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> they're right. all in tight quarters. I'm sure. <laughs> Everything's pro bono. They're helping each other out. Well, that's the thing. That's a question I have. I mean, it'll come up later. But like they kind of talk about their like lack of funds right now or, you know, the company's struggling. Are they paying this documentary crew? If so, how? Also, why are they throwing away their funds to this documentary crew? Another... Are these students? Are these college students? <laughs> well, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> that's what they did with their interns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they just made their interns their documentary crew.
0: Another thing I just thought of is like, it's a very interesting to bring in a documentary crew when they're at what seems to be their lowest point yeah I mean
1: the point of Emma starting that documentary in the first place was like I'm on the up and up I am you know I got to capture my greatness because this is what I'm gonna show the lifetime excellence achievement whatever, whatever. it was lifetime award. achievement in lifestyle excellence yes exactly that <laughs> this is what she's gonna present to them and be like see I'm great and they're like yeah of course and we'll give you an award but this is kind of just to get Emma back into the swing of things because we kind of get little hints at first, but then find out that even though it seems to be Knightley's idea, it's actually Harriet's idea that she convinced Knightley to buy into. I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Well, it
0: will be good for Emma. Right. It would appear there was collusion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is sort of so. So essentially, our opening conflict because we always have to start off with an opening conflict. With with Lizzie Bennet Diaries, we got a new neighbor who moved into Netherfield. Yep. With Emma, we uh, our friend Annie is getting married, and then there's suddenly a crisis. Yeah. With this one, it's uh, post crisis. It's po- we're in post crisis mode. I always kind of think of like Game of Thrones as coming off of co- post crisis mode because like we hear about a lot of history that happened way before the show aired. Sure. So Emma allegedly had this client named Anne Elliot who mm-hmm. was going to marry the fine young man, Freddie Wentworth. And then she was like, I don't want to marry you. And Emma, it's interesting that she takes the breakup personally. So
1: personal. You
0: know what I think about this is it's kind of like, because we sort of just finished talking about how insane she went trying to keep Annie and Ryan together. Yeah. I feel like this is what would have happened if she had not succeeded there.
1: Well, that and that's different, right? Because Annie... Was is her best friend yeah. and so it's even more i think and yeah i know it's a little <laughs> trying to keep it straight in my head i think she would have taken it harder but i think ultimately would have been okay because she was like wait this is my friend i need to step back because i need to realize that i'm messing with my friend's life yeah with this one she's got no personal connection nope to she's Anne like Elliot. client mode you will marry
0: freddie wentworth yeah
1: exactly and And she hasn't been able to take a step back, I think, from this one. She's just, like, fully locked in. And maybe, like, we don't know how this company's been doing. We kind of just get hints of, like, they're not doing well. So, also, it's the success of this kind of leads to whether or not their company continues to succeed, too. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot tied into this one client falling apart. There's a lot that's at stake. Yeah. Because it
0: seems like they're kind of operating, like, one client at a time. And Anne Elliot was... And so... (sighs) <sighs> so, like, yeah. okay, we see that Knightley and Harriet are colluding. Yeah. Um, and then you and I get the answer that we kind of have been posing to ourselves. It's something that we tried to shake James Bryn Isaacs down when he <laughs> was a guest for. Are
1: Harriet and B-Mart still together? We don't fully get that answer in this episode. I feel like we have our answer. But we kind of do, yeah. I mean, because Harriet has the line of... And Elliot decided that ultimately she didn't want to marry Freddie Wentworth, and they broke up. Sometimes a relationship is meant to be, and sometimes
0: it's not. She looks sad for a second, she and we're like, so "Oh,
1: sad!" And we're like, "Wait." She's not just talking about Ann Elliot. Mm-mm. She's talking about something personal in her own life. Mm-hmm. Also, where's Bobby Martin? Where's Bobby Martin?
0: <laughs> we, we met everyone except him, and he's not here. And where is he?
1: We're is... assuming he's still part of this company, that he still I... works here. We have no reason to believe that. They only Martin. know one IT person, so they, <laughs> <laughs> they have to rely on him. Well, it's interesting, because
0: they're working out of their house now. Yeah, so, like, so uh, like
1: once they set everything up, they're good.
0: I feel <laughs> we only needed you the one time, Bobby. Thanks... <laughs> Thanks for coming, Yeah, because, like, you don't need IT all the time, just when things go wrong. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about this. They're not in their old Emma-approved offices. Not only is the format different, but they are in a house, so it's a live-work situation, and it seems fine. It's definitely different visually.
1: I don't get the sense that Knightley is thrilled about it, but Emma is, like, all in on this. She's like, yeah, it's great. We live here, we work here, and it's, like, the best thing ever. I think she's trying to convince herself to lie. I think him. so. I
0: think she kind Because of, you know what the other thing that struck me about this... Is we didn't see Emma in her normal, uh, beautiful clothes. Like I feel like half of our conversations are just like, "Doesn't Joanna look beautiful? Doesn't she look well, beautiful? Doesn't... She still looks oh, beautiful. she's still gorgeous." So let's, let's, let's... But like also we're like, "Look at that dress and look at that." Well, she's always at... so done up, and she's for in her the yoga cameras. clothes, which FYI are still like too I mean, cute. Still for like I'm still like, can I help you? Yeah. She like, just <laughs> you just like, do you own any baggy T-shirts? No, we're <laughs> not. <laughs> I feel like it's her way of dressing down because...
1: It is. She's casual. What does she... Who does she have to dress up for? Yeah. This is technically a work day, I'm guessing, and she's just doing yoga and meditating all day. Trying to. Trying to. I mean,
0: because how do you... Her schedule lives and dies with her client, and she had a client, and she is now without client. And so she's like... What do I do? Where do I go from here? Well,
1: no, but in her mind, Anne Elliot is still her client. Even though it fell apart, she's still in the mindset that like no I still am going to find a way to fix this. She hasn't let it go. And Alex has to be that reminder to her, has to remind her that like, no, you have to let it go because she's not our client anymore and it didn't work out. And we have to move on because honestly, if we don't take on another client, we're gonna, we're not making any money. There's so no like, money. there's no, there's no revenue coming in and we need to make revenue. Let's talk for we a second. We have people to pay. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> Let's talk for a sec about that really aggressive text that Emma did not send, but really had every intention of sending. Like, she's, like, trying to meditate out front, and then she grabs her phone and she starts a text to Anne Elliot. Like, dear Anne Elliot. What she basically says is, if I die trying, you and Freddie Wentworth will be together.
1: If I drag you down the aisle I know." like Like,
0: she didn't say something like, I'm really disappointed that you're not turning to me for help for this. I'm not, like... I feel like my anger would come from a place of, like... Because it's not like she was fired because she was doing a bad job. The wedding no. was off, so her services were off. Right. And so, like, she shouldn't take that personally. But because she's Emma and she feels like she's got to get her, nicks into ev- her hooks into, like, every single facet of a relationship, yeah. she takes the failure
1: of this relationship... So personally. It is. It's the Annie Annie Taylor wedding, you know, where if Annie hadn't switched and changed her mind and decided to go with the wedding, like what? a week or two weeks beforehand yeah. like it would have completely fallen apart and like everything all the work that Emma did would have just fallen apart and that's what happened here so Emma like doesn't know what to do because like I think she's always been able to solve every problem that's come up like this hasn't happened to her she hasn't failed this badly I mean you remember how scrappy freaking Emma got how she got she, so desperate she solved
0: a she like solved a crime without <laughs> ever having met any of the suspects yeah. this is kind of like how I think of it is yeah. like she was like, aha, I know what's wrong in their marriage. Annie thinks she's not welcome in the family yeah. because Frank Churchill didn't send a gift or RSVP to the wedding. And I feel like in this case, something there wasn't went, anything like that. Something went wrong that she didn't see coming and I think mm. that's where she views as the total. F- so let's so actually, let's talk for a second oh. about Anne Elliot. I think we all know that Anne Elliot is the main heroine in Jane Austen's Persuasion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have to admit, I'm not As familiar with Persuasion as I am with Pride and Prejudice and with Emma. Essentially, like, what happens in the book is she's, like, Anne Elliot is engaged to this guy, Fred Went- or, like, Frederick Wentworth or whatever. And they're very much in love because he's, like, a lowly ship dude. (laughs) Shipyard dock Mm. dude. Okay. Her- And someone convinces her. I forget who. (laughs) Now I have to read persuasion to not sound like an idiot. Basically, someone is like, he's not good enough for you. He's Mm. poor. He's this. He's that. He's not good enough for you. So because she's like 18 years old, she breaks up with him. And she's like, sorry, like my soup, my betters have said that you're not good enough for me. It breaks his heart. It breaks her heart. Eight years go by. He's the captain. He's Captain Wentworth. He comes back. It's been eight years. And basically they kinda it's a kinda nice because they like fall in love again and like hmm. you kinda find out that like they needed that time apart in order to like come together happily. So sorry if I spoiled anything. I don't know if I spoiled anything. Maybe cause they're not going off of anything in this. Right. So but essentially, I know we see this as like a huge Emma failure but what we should instead look at it as the first step in a necessary journey. Sometimes you need to be apart
1: in order to come back together. You can't miss someone if they don't leave. (laughs) (laughs) And that's something that Emma can't understand because she is always able to be so calculating and plan out everyone's life for them. She didn't plan for this part, so that's where her frustration comes up and she's just like uh, just at a breaking point really of like every moment of the day where she's just like she can't accept this failure but thankfully nightly swoops in before she sends that very awful text that you know what if he takes the phone from yeah he (laughs) takes the phone from her and is like no you are gonna come off as a crazy person and she kind of does she kind of does i hate
0: (laughs) to lean into that to stereotype but she looks insane Grappling yeah. over a phone to send an angry text telling yeah. her you're going to
1: marry this guy. Yeah, and I, I do wonder if, like, this failure, because she's taking it really personally. Really personally. And it's it's maybe just bringing up her own insecurities in what she does. And, like, maybe she feels like she's losing her Emma touch to everything. That's a good point. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if, like, this is almost, like, to her, like, the, the last nail in the coffin of, like, who she's always been been able to be and how successful she's always been it's like the person that she once was that we saw episode one and Emma 1.0 is not the same Emma now like they are completely different people at this point but that's I think a good thing oh yeah yeah it's like she's grown great (laughs) yeah it's great I mean she's been hit with some harsh realities and she's been knocked down a lot and you know now she's in a more realistic point right now and she's she's having to build herself back up and that's where Harriet and Knightley see that and they're like Whoa, Harriet even says like she's regressing. Yeah, that's what? a that is a
0: harsh word. Yeah. She's regressive for
1: Harriet to for
0: point out Harriet who like worships the ground that yeah. Emma's stilettos touch. Yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> Which I, let's talk about Harriet for a second yeah. too, because. Harriet is now um, not the fresh-out-of-college uh, young kid she once was. She's now, like, this confident, mature woman. And, you yeah. know, she's helping to make decisions that are good for Emma and the company, which I think is really awesome. I feel like she's kind of, like, part of this partnership now, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: she obviously, I mean, like, because clearly what I'm interested to know is, did Emma approve half to, like, move out of its offices and into the house before or after the Ann Elliot debacle? We,
1: we kind of don't get that insight. We we don't know,
0: but what I do like is that Harriet still rolls with the punches. You know, like yeah. clearly she's done well for herself. I'm eager to hear if she's like been promoted because, like, I feel like yeah, it's been four years since we've gone off the Emma air. Yeah, yeah. So I hope she would have gotten some promotions <laughs> Would hope so. I hope she's not like an assistant. You know, she's still got those bangs. Awesome. Yep. Great. I'm still obviously curious to know if she still has
1: B-Mart. Yep.
0: (laughs) She's also older at this point. It was like four years ago. She was 22. So now she's like 26, you know?
1: So Knightley does bring up the fact that there's a potential new client because, you know, to get over that past failure, she should just move on to a new client and mentions this mysterious man who's 35 and who recently left his company and he's definitely real. Is it sad that when he actually spelled all of
0: that out, I was like, Is he sacrificing himself himself? and making himself a client? Because I'm like, wait, mid-30s? It's funny. Even though he said left his company, that didn't really register. I was like, okay, changes in the company. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to make himself a client to make Emma feel better? Which would be like not a very nightly thing to do to make himself a client. But desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah. But no, he's
1: real. And it's Ricky Collins? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Ricky Collins burst into the confessional room, and that was such a surprise. That was a genuine surprise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greetings, huh? Woodhouse.
0: Oh, I observe that you are surprised to see me. <laughs> Please allow me to explain. I am Mr. Richard Collins.
1: The universes combine. <laughs> I
0: know. Well, it's funny, because the universes combine for the first right, time with when... with Caroline. Caroline. And now... this
1: is, like, another crossover. I feel like what's happening
0: is, like, there's the Emma hand and the Lizzie Bennet Diaries hand. And they're being folded together. Yeah. I'm doing hand demonstrations (laughs) for only Yolanda because you guys can't see it. But I basically went from two hands to folding
1: them together. (laughs) So we get that surprise. And so we should just jump into the next episode then with episode two. Collins, indeed. Written by Abitha Ramachandran. So with this one, we pick up with Emma trying to piece together who is this strange man who has just burst into her office. And Collins is explaining that he is their new client. You know, without Emma approving that or realizing (laughs) that he is the client that Knightley was talking about. She's just trying to quickly like, who are you? Who are you? I think he thought she knew about him because he is her client. It's interesting cuz
0: this episode it's just a lot of blocks of Mr. Collins' dialogue of him just talking how he talks and from what I gleaned from watching this episode, he was checking out Del Taco and yeah. was like, you know what I'm close to? Emma approved. I'm just gonna drop by and say hello.
1: And like, mm-hmm. she doesn't have
0: anything planned to talk with him, but he's like, no. today's the first day of school. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, we get the news that he's left his company. He's left his company to Charlotte, which is great for Charlotte, I guess. Because she has a great promotion and she's running her own company now. I hope she's like, legitimately the boss. I'm sure the- she's thrilled that he's like, gone and she can run it the way she wants to.
0: Yep. I am I wish we could check in with Charlotte and just be yeah. like, how is... I mean,
1: now that... Is it not Collins and Collins and Lou anymore? Is it Collins and Lou? Or is it just Lou? It may just still be Collins and Collins and Lou because... Yeah he may still own part of the company. He's just not like working there anymore.
0: Which is weird because I didn't expect this kind of quarter life. It's funny. I know they like have a debate in there about like he's not midlife crisis. Right. Which I
1: don't disagree. It's not quarter life. It's not midlife. He's
0: like, mm. so it's like when you're around 25, you're your like quarter, in life. Your quarter life crisis. But what comes between your quarter and your midlife crisis? Just life. I don't know what to call it. Let's not do labels. But he's having a crisis, which I really didn't expect from him no. because he is the one who Always been like I know who I am. I know what I want. I mean, I wonder if his need to change careers stemmed from uh, the fact that his uh, not even marriage. His like his uh, relationship didn't work out.
1: Right. He's been engaged for a long time, and they didn't get they didn't get married. I'm not surprised. Just kidding. He was engaged for a long time. Maybe they just never planned it, and then turned out that the that the engagement fell apart, and now he's rethinking everything, which is interesting for Collins. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like. I don't, I don't think he'd be a character for, like, one, pers- one thing in his life to fall apart. And he's, like, rethinking everything. But maybe he's also, like, uh, Emma in a way where, like, everything has been set up to go a certain way. And when one thing falls apart, he's like, whoa, 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 what just happened? Yeah. Everything's kind of shaken up now. He doesn't seem very flustered, though. He seems like his old self. He's excited about the fact he's like, oh, a new start. And, uh, like, Emma approved is going to help me jumpstart my new life. He's really excited. He's really bought into and... Maybe he's done his own research about what Emma Approved does, but like he's really bought into the fact that she's going to jumpstart his life without her selling it to him. You know, he's almost selling it to Emma, of like you're going to do this for me, and we're going to do great.
0: <laughs> well, let's not forget we've heard that he was sold on
1: Emma right. through
0: the Elton, the
1: Eltons. So they're been... still together. <laughs> <We're>
0: they're. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I think they're the kind of couple that's going to stay together no matter Out what.
1: stubbornness. They're, yeah, like,
0: <laughs> literally, like, it's not even, like, divorce, like, divorce would, like, bring shame on their families kind of thing. I think it's literally, like, we made this commitment, and we need to prove that we're better at commitment than everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, this is just kind of a thing. If this were the kind of podcast where we played drinking games, we <laughs> could, like, do that every time he name drops Catherine the Oh, yeah. Because, like... How long was he on camera before? He was like, I stood in for my esteemed patroness, Catherine de blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he was like, I heard, basically he was like, I heard about you from the Eltons. They recommended you.
1: Yeah, which and is like, a surprise to Knightley, too. He's like, I didn't know they, that you came because of the
0: Eltons. It's a shock to everyone. Yeah. And like, I'm kind of wondering if this is something we should keep an eye on, you know? Like, yeah. You said this imaginary real man would be a new start. Clearly the Eltons have foisted him on us. Why would they do that to us? Because they were out for it. Oh, no. Here we go. Revenge! Do you think it was kind of like they were annoyed with him and they're like, hey, I, I know what to
1: do? Like, so I, you maybe know- it is. It so was, it was like, you know what? You're way more free now because you're not working at your company, you're not engaged, and you're hanging around us all the time. Let's send him away to California.
0: Do you think <laughs> like, it's one of those things? Is like he was in their lives, he was up in their business. He was probably,
1: yeah, spending way more time with uh, Caroline and James. And they were like, we don't want this life, so we got to send him somewhere else. And, oh, and Caroline doing the thing she does, like, you know, we got married and we're so, as you can see, we're so happy together. You went to our wedding. You saw how amazing it was. Mm -hmm. It was all thanks to Emma Woodhouse. And he's like, who's Emma Woodhouse? And yeah. she's like, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so, you know, sent him that way and, and he's happy to be there. He's like, yeah. He, yeah, like, as you said, like first day of school, he's like ready. He's prepared. He's all in on this. And he's just waiting for Emma to say go. I mean, he's waiting on the rest of his life. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. he's like, I'm walking
0: in with a blank slate and I'm walking out with writing all over me. And <laughs> yeah. I don't, that didn't make any sense, sure. but you get it. So, yeah, he's stoked, and it's funny because I feel like all we really learn about what's going to happen next is Colin's left. He is looking for a new opportunity. Emma doesn't have any ideas. She's like questioning the intentions of the
1: Eltons and yeah. she's
0: questioning everything else, but she's like, all right, I guess he's my new client.
1: Yeah, she's seeing this as somehow like a, a new Caroline or another Caroline, and somehow like he's using her to kind of get to something else or something, some kind of tricks up his sleeve, but. Yeah. At least tonight, he's like, he seems genuine, so I'm gonna go with it, and I'll buy into it, and I'm trying to convince Emma to, like, buy into it, too. I
0: mean, he did compare Emma to pickled kumquats, which deeply offended her, but I think <laughs> he's got a point where, like, he does have some of that pompous arrogance about yeah. how great he is that, like, Caroline has, but... He doesn't actually have like tricks up his sleeve. He's just a he's guy. He's not cunning. He no, he's not cunning. He he's just a guy who thinks, thinks very highly, highly of, of himself. himself. Yep. Yes <laughs> again and wants to make his life better and he's come to Emma and she has decided at the very end to after some convincing from night, some very sweet convincing from nightly being a
1: supportive business partner, being a supportive boyfriend. He's so like, we can do this. You can do this. I believe in you.
0: He's a great boyfriend. She's just like, I don't know. And he's like, you're fearless and passionate and perfect. And he gives her a kiss on the forehead
1: and she's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. So that's kind of where like these two episodes end is that Collins bursts into their life and Emma's gonna take him on as a client. I'm excited to see this. I'm excited for the LBDEA crossover. I'm
0: excited to see what they do for Collins and just, I'm excited to also see B-Mart,
1: because he doesn't make an appearance in this episode either. Yeah, we still have no b Emma has kind of like a throwaway line of like, and the, all the change that's happening, what's going on with Harry and b and mm. you know, that's like another little hint, clue to something we feel like we kind of already know, which is that they're not together anymore. I want so, proof. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't get like that concrete proof of someone saying it, or seeing B-Mart, you know, so. Maybe he, maybe he died. Oh no. <laughs> Kind of like, no you know, with the change that happened to B-Mart. And, like, it's between Harry and b but, like, you know, they didn't say,
0: hey, B-Mart's late for work today. Yeah. You know, like.
1: I know. No one's concerned about where he
0: is. Maybe he's dead. I don't
1: want that. But maybe. <laughs> I mean, we know he. I mean. It's Phil, the unspoken in the room that they don't talk about.
0: <laughs> he's he dead. We, they They don't talk about it because they're the ones that killed him.
1: Oh, no. I'm
0: just kidding, this isn't that kind of show. No. That's just how my mind works sometimes. I'm actually very excited to jump to the comments section because normally our whole deal is, hey, you guys are reading the thoughts that people had when they didn't know what was coming next. That's literally where we're living. Yeah,
1: we have no choice but to choose those comments We have no choice. (laughs) Literally any comment that exists anywhere, anywhere, we can pick it. So let's go to the comments, jumping to the comments section where we read YouTube comments, Oh from, man, that's what I'm saying. He's like, my, we don't need the spiel. Sh- my little spiel doesn't work here. I know. <laughs> the
0: spiel is irrelevant. Tell oh. me to the
1: comment section where we read YouTube comments from these episodes. Cool. Wow, that that's was so weird. straightforward. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> no. Starting with episode one of the revival, Lauren B says Emma Woodhouse giving a lifestyle makeover to Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice. It's the Jane Austen extended universe. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, hello. The Pemberley Podcast. It's
0: us. Says, and I mean this because Yolanda is yeah. our <laughs> yes. commenter. Sometimes a relationship is meant to be and sometimes it's not.
1: Um, Harriet. What? In all caps. Which you got a lot of thumbs up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I did get it.
0: Got 122 thumbs up. I by the Who's counting? <laughs> yeah, you know me. Uh, But yeah, no, I, you and I are both, we've been like very, we've
1: deadlocked onto that. Yep. Thais B. says, her first problem with her clients was with Annie Taylor, now Anne Elliot. Just don't take on clients with this name. <laughs> Just kidding. Please bring Miss Elliot back. Oh, and yeah. That would be really nice, actually. It would. Be. To see Anne Elliot in this series, you know. I I mean, like, hopefully we'll see her eventually. But yeah. remember,
0: they get together eventually. Yeah. I know. It's very, like, okay, like that line from when Harry met Sally, when, you know... Billy Crystal realizes he wants Meg Ryan, and so he runs to her on New Year's Eve. And he's like, it's just that when you realize who you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want to start the rest of your life as soon as possible. And we're waiting for that. And we're not used to that. Okay, I'm fine. (laughs) Melissa G says, this is amazing. I love the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and this show as well. I always wanted to do a Persuasion, my fave Jane Austen novel, and had lost hope. I love this. This is so creative to combine three novels. Can't wait for more episodes.
1: Episode two, Aaron says, awesome episode, but still waiting for b return. Still waiting. <laughs> and the next comment. Uh, well, next comment from
0: JBI, and it is also a comment well, he left in episode one that we saw. Seriously, where is B-Mart?
1: Yeah, he's been commenting on these episodes. Every like, single one. B-Mart?
0: <laughs> he's like, where's B-Mart? And uh,
1: we see you. Michael says... I love the self-deprecating humor of trying to incorporate the digital intern, that was a mistake, because of all the bugs in the Emma-approved app. <laughs> yeah, they kind of call themselves out on, like, the buggy app that was released over the summer. It's um, very meta. Because
0: so <laughs> yeah. I, like, played the app but, for, like, two seconds, and they're like, sorry about the bugs, and I'm yeah. like, oh, what bugs? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they kind of worked that into their narrative still of, like, hey, this didn't go as great as planned. And we're going to call it out. <laughs>
0: it's their worldwide apology.
1: Yeah. Uh, Annabella
0: says, Oh no, do not tell Collins to talk about his good traits without leaving anything out. That's just a recipe for disaster. Or wanting to test one's one's willingness to murder or to not murder. That's right, we, we forgot to talk about the fact that yeah. like, when she decides to take on Collins, she's like, tell me all about yourself. Don't leave anything out. And like, I'm the sure next, they shot Yeah,
1: the next cut is Emma in the confessional of like, that was a mistake. <laughs> and I'm
0: sure that was like five hours later. Yeah.
1: So that's it. That's the first two episodes, which is literally all that we can cover right now because it's that's it. all that's out. That's it!
0: And like, I'm just kind of, it's funny. But like, it's so different because I feel like what's so great about our podcast is we can, it's like shows that are already out so we can look back and we can be like, oh, pay attention to that because that's yeah. going to be important later. And we can't do that! Yeah. We don't know. It's not. It's not a book that we can read <laughs> and yeah. say, wonder how they're going to adapt
1: this it is something that they are just making up so as mentioned with the couple new costume theater episodes coming out we're not going to cover any new emma approved episodes coming up anytime soon but we are still going to be covering emma 1.0 and emma 2.0 just at different paces i think we're still going to be focusing on emma 1.0 and just bringing up emma 2.0 when we can so yeah we're still still figuring it out still keeping a mixture of the new and the old bear with us yeah (laughs) This
0: episode has been
1: Pemberley Podcast Approved.